Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Oh yes, it is the 30-something movie podcast again. Uh, so if you stumbled in here, if you didn't know where you were and you just kind of stumbled in, welcome. We're glad that you're here. Um, it's episode number 195. Uh, it's episode number 195, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing good, John. Five yeah. more and we're at like the big 200. At the big 200. Big milestone. Um, Have we figured out festivity yet? No. <laughs> no. We Soon we will, you know, at, at some point. I'm going to take, like, as, as I'm off, you know, for the next uh, next couple weeks or so, I'm going to... I'm going to take some time, kind of think about it a little bit, you know, sit back, relax a little, jot some notes down, and, and we'll come up with something good, and we'll let the people know really soon. Yeah. So, good yeah. All right. So really, really quickly, we're going to go jump on into our movie. I don't really have any new movie news right now. Um, so if anything comes up, we'll throw it out there on Twitter, Facebook, any of those places. But um, didn't really have too much going on right now that we saw. Uh, I'm sure there will be a whole bunch, you know, coming up as we have some more summer movies come out and and uh, more things are happening. So we will uh, we will always have up to date stuff on Twitter, Facebook, and all those places. So if you follow us there, you'll see all those things. Otherwise, um, we're just going to jump on in this time. So we do spoil the movies we talk about. So if you have not seen the movie Eight Men Out, or if you've never read anything about the 1919 uh, World Series scandal, um, feel free to stop pause the podcast, go watch the movie, come on back. Um, but otherwise, this is kind of a, a, a factual historical event. So if you do know anything about it, then don't worry. We're really not going to spoil anything. No. Um, yeah. Uh, and if you haven't, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're enjoying the show, that would be the best way to support us. Um, you know, I know a lot of shows, they they ask for money, they ask for other stuff. And, and we do have a spot. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show in that way. But we'd really like it if you give us a review on iTunes. That would be a really great way to help us out that is totally free. The only thing it costs you is just a little bit of time uh, to go jump onto iTunes or Google Play or one of those spots and leave a review for the show and, and let people know what you're enjoying about the show or share the show with somebody else. If you have any friends that you're like, they love movies and they they love, you know, right now we're in the 80s. So if they love 80s movies and 80s stuff, um, feel free to point them our way. We try as best we can. We had a, a, a person had messaged us a little while ago saying they enjoyed the fact that we were a family friendly podcast. Um, and we are a bunch of teachers that have our own kids. And so we do as much as possible. We try to keep things family friendly on here until Dennis gets on and then, you know, mm -hmm. everything breaks loose. But um no, and, and, and we like Dennis too, but, um, so we try to be as family friendly as possible in the podcast. And I know that there are a lot of podcasts, movie podcasts in particular out there or pop culture podcasts that maybe don't necessarily keep things family friendly. And it's tough to listen to those when you've got your kids in the car. So, um, 
we try our very best to do that. So if that's something that's appealing to you as well, or to any of your friends, let them know, because we'd love to have them come on in, interact with us. Um, and we do a lot of interacting on Twitter, a little bit on Facebook, but a lot on Twitter, Instagram, some of those places. So if you're in with the social media stuff, then uh, feel free to interact with us on there. And we would love to talk to you. And we'd love to find out, you know, what kind of stuff you love uh, about these movies too. So yeah. Yeah, if you've if you've never listened to us before, if this is your first time, we are a podcast. The thirty something in our title uh, is from the fact that we look at movies that are reaching their thirtieth anniversary this year. So since we're recording this in twenty eighteen, our year is nineteen eighty eight. So this time around, our movie is Eight Men Out from nineteen eighty eight. That's the one we're going to be talking about, but that's where the thirty something comes from, and that's kind of the premise of our podcast. So occasionally we'll jump into new movies and, and things like that. But um, for the most part, we stick to our, our uh, 30 years old rule for each of our years. So um, yeah. So I, Pat, I, I've been talking the whole time. You haven't said much and uh, I, I've kind of been talking over you, but how are you doing? I'm doing good, John. Things are good. Life is good. Summer. It's all good. I like the summer. It's summer good. is excellent. Yeah, it's all good. So, um, yeah, so you know what, in fact, it's, it's funny that, that it's funny that, uh, I'm recording this now cause I'm probably in Texas right now. How's Texas? I think it's might be awesome. I think so. Is it, a <laughs> it, it, it probably will be. Well, I've, I've been looking at the weather and when I've looked ahead at like the 10 day forecast, which might've been like two days ago, um, depending on when people are listening to this or when we're recording it, when it's going to be released. Um, I think the weather will have had been excellent. Okay, cool. I'm an English teacher and I don't know what I just said. Well, it's the timey wimey thing. It's the, it's the tenses. It's, it's very tense. All right, let's jump on into this. Uh, we are talking eight men out this time around and uh, came out on the 2nd of September, 1988 rated PG with a runtime of one hour and 59 minutes. Uh, the director for this one is John Sayles, who did Lone Star and The Secret of Rowan Inish. Producer in this one was Sarah Pillsbury. Um, she also did River's Edge, one of Pat's favorite movies. Wow, great. Yeah. Uh, also did uh, How to Make an American Quilt. And Midge Sanford was another producer, also did River's Edge and a movie called And the Band Played On. Writer for this one, one of the writers was Elliot Asanoff, who did the book, and he died in 2008. Uh, he also did a movie called Breakout. And then, or it was based on a, a book or story of his movie called Breakout. And then John Sayles, the director, also did the screenplay for this one. He was also a writer for The Brother from Another Planet and Lone Star. Cinematography was done by Robert Richardson, who did Kill Bill Volume 1 and The Aviator. Music was done by Mason Daring, who did Where the Heart Is and Something's Gotta Give. Budget for this one was $6.1 The box office was $5.7 So much like the Chicago White Sox of the 1919 World Series, this movie did not make its money. Huh. Uh, John Cusack played George Buck Weaver. He was in High Fidelity and Say Anything. Clifton James, who died in 2017, played Charles Kami Kamiski. Uh, he was in The Man with the Golden Gun and Superman 2, always playing like a sheriff in all those different movies. Yeah. Uh, Michael Lerner played Arnold Rothstein. He was in Barton Fink and Elf. Christopher Lloyd played Sleepy Bill Burns. He was in Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Richard Edson played Billy Maharg. He was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Good Morning Vietnam. John Mahoney, who just died earlier this year in 2018, played William Kidd Gleason. He was in Frasier and Barton Fink. Uh, Charlie Sheen played Oscar Hap Felch. He was in Wall Street and Three Musketeers, uh, also the TV series Two and a Half Men. David Strathairn played Eddie Sakat. 
He was in Good Night and Good Luck and the TV series The Blacklist. D.B. Sweeney played Joseph Shoeless Joe Jackson. He was in The Cutting Edge and Fire in the Sky. Michael Rooker, who played Arnold Chick Gandal. He was in The Walking Dead and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Don Harvey, who played Charles Swede Risberg, was in The Untouchables and Taken 3. James Reed, no relation, uh, played Claude Lefty Williams. He was in North and South, Book 1 and 2, and Legally Blonde. Perry Lang played Fred McMullen. He was in 1941 and Sunshine State. Studs Terkel, uh, the famous Chicago writer, died in 2008. He played Hugh Fullerton. He was in The Civil War. Uh, John Sayles, not like the literal Civil War, but like the TV series, The Civil War. Uh, John Sayles played Ring Lardner. He was the, this is also the director and the writer of the movie. Uh, he was in Brother from Another Planet and Malcolm X. Barbara Garrick played Helen Weaver. She was in The Firm and Far From Heaven. Wendy McKenna played Kate Jackson. She was in Sister Act movies and Air Bud. And Nancy Travis played Lyra Williams. Uh, she was in Three Men and a Baby, and So I Married an Axe Murderer. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it an 86%. Uh, audience gives it an 80%, and Cinema Score gives it a B. So everybody's kind of along those, you know, B, B-plus kind of range. Um, Roger Ebert said about the movie, Eight Men Out is an oddly unfocused movie made of earth tones, sidelong glances, and elliptic conversations. It tells the story of how the stars of the 1919 Chicago White Sox team took payoffs from gamblers to throw the World Series, but if you're not already familiar with that story, you're unlikely to understand it after seeing this film. It's an insider's movie, a baseball expert's film that is hard for the untutored to follow. And he gave it two and a half, or he gave two out of four stars when it originally came out. Uh, quick summary on this one. The Chicago White Sox, who are set to play the Cincinnati Reds in the World Series of 1919, are at odds with their team's owner, Charles Comiskey, who pays his players unsatisfactory wages despite the team's popularity. A group of professional gamblers offers the Sox best athletes a fortune to throw the series, and the players agree. However, their reputations and careers are ruined when the dark secret dubbed the Black Sox scandal reaches the public consciousness. Here is the trailer, and we will be back in just a moment. Edward Seacott, Joseph Jefferson Jackson, Arnold Gandil, Charles Risberg, Oscar Felch, Claude Williams, and George Weaver are hereby accused of conspiracy to commit a confidence game. We gotta see the Sox! Baseball, 1919. No free agents, no million-dollar salaries, but there was a team no one could beat. The true story of the team they called the Black Sox and the scandal that broke the heart of a nation. Any bet against my Sox this series is a sucker bet. You can find seven men on the best club willing to throw the World Series. The shoeless Joe ain't in. I ain't. You want me? You don't want to be stupid, do you, Joe? Now, you just sign your name right there, Joe. I made an agreement with those guys. A couple of Boy Scouts here, they made a deal. The players are in now. What are they going to do, call a cop? What you get it off for, Eddie? Eddie can dump three games all on his own. We don't get Eddie, we forget about it. How many games Mr. Seacott win for us this year? 29, sir. You said if I won 30 games, there'd be a $10,000 bonus. 29 is not 30, Eddie. I'll make the play. I don't feel right. You can't welch on these guys. I can't do it. I know what you're doing. After you've gone and left me crying. They were an American dream come true. 
the best that ever were. Nine men took the field, but when the game was over, there were eight men out. What do you think of these players of yours now, Mr. Gleason? I think they're the greatest ball club I ever seen, period. Don't you forget it. Eight Men Out, written for the screen and directed by John Sayles. Okay, so a couple quick background things I had on this one. Uh, the eight men out were Eddie Sakat, Chick Yandel, Oscar Felch, Joe Jackson, Fred McMullen, Swede Risberg, Buck Weaver, and Claude Williams. Um, a child in the movie utters the famous quote, Say it ain't so, Joe. In real life, a Chicago reporter was standing close by when a boy said something to the effect of, Say it didn't really happen, Joe. The reporter took creative license and created the Say it ain't so, Joe quote to give the story more emotional impact. Uh, John Sayles, the director, used cardboard cutouts to fill the stands in the ballpark, so a lot of the extras you see there are not real. Uh, he did need 1,000 extras to film close-ups, though, um, of live fans, so in order to lure the extras, Charlie Sheen volunteered to take part in a contest for one extra to have lunch with him one day. Huh. Um, in many scenes, players toss their gloves down on the field near their positions before they head to the dugout. Until the 1950s, players frequently left their gloves on the field while at bat. Because of the danger of players stepping or tripping on them from the other team and batted or thrown balls bouncing off of them in odd directions, the leagues requested and then demanded that players take their gloves with them to the dugout when they were done fielding. Uh, they, finally uh, they finally complied after a rule change and several fines were issued. Field of Dreams, which comes out next year, that's an awesome movie. Uh, another depiction of the 1919 White Sox was released a little over six months later. The films are credited with increasing public awareness and sympathy towards the team's plight. As a result, public sentiment in favor of overturning Shoeless Joe Jackson's lifetime ban from Major League Baseball grew. Uh, Studs Terkel, the Chicago writer, was actually 75 when he played Chicago sports writer Hal Fullerton, who was 46 at the time. So this movie, I think as I said uh, one time before, I had not seen this movie in its entirety. Um, mm -hmm. before sitting down to watch it this time, I think I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Um, but I had not seen its entirety. I wish that we were able to have Jeff and especially Dennis on this mm -hmm. one, because I mean, they might get into a bit of a debate because Jeff is the Cubs fan and Dennis is the White Sox fan. Um, right. but I, I think Dennis would be kind of like the, the in-house expert on talking about this because he, you know, he's a big baseball fan. He knows, he's, he's got a lot of the, you know, the White Sox knowledge, and I'm sure he probably knows a bit about this whole scandal. Um, you know, you and I, I think we'd, we'd call ourselves the casual baseball fans. Yeah. I so agree. so we're not the experts to be talking about this, but we're the people who are here today. So, Yeah, you're stuck with us. We'll kind of fill in. Yeah. So, and I will say, I'm, I'm not initially, I mean, I'm not originally from Chicago. So while I've heard about this, I haven't grown up with this being something that happened in my city. So I don't know if, because you lived around here, you know, if, if this was something that was talked about in, in circles a little bit more regularly than what I might've grown up with. But I, I always knew from living up here and, and hearing about it, I knew that there was this big scandal about it. And I knew, you know, the, the basic premise of why the, the characters in Field of Dreams um, you know, had not been allowed to continue to play baseball. I, I knew the basic premise of it, but I didn't really know all the details of this 1919 scandal. Um, so I think watching this movie for the first time all the way through, I really enjoyed it. And I don't think I agree with, um, with Roger Ebert's stance that if you don't already know about what this scandal is, you're not going to get it. 
Right. I, I think this movie this movie helped me understand it even better. Yeah. So yeah, had you seen had you seen this movie before? I had. This was the first okay. time. I, I had heard of the scandal, but probably no more or less than what you had heard. Um, and I knew that they talked about it in, you know, Field of Dreams. Now, again, and this is where, you know, Dennis and Jeff's throw throw in would be most most valuable. But as far as Sox fans, you know, I don't know if that's like, oh, well, and yet also it happened. What it happened in night. It wasn't even the 20s. It was 1919. 1919. So next next year, it'll be the 100th anniversary of it. Yeah. So 100 years ago, I mean, you figure like even, even the folks that are like the grandparent generation now had not even been born yet. Right. Um, and by the by the way, when I say the grandparent generation now, I'm talking about like my parents' generation. So even that would have been something that you're one generation removed from people telling the stories of, oh, I remember when this happened. Right. So I think, you know, I. Yeah, I think they're more likely to remember like Pete Rose or you know the Tom Brady, the ball getting deflated or you know right. whatever, like those kinds of things. Before something, you know what I'm saying? Before before right. that being that. Well, and right, like there have been other sports scandals that you know this is not foremost in our mind mm-hmm. to be a big deal and. You know, you have the things like, and, and even for baseball, I think when the baseball players went on strike, what was that, the early 90s? Right. When they went on strike, and then it was kind of like a, when they came back, I, I think they were expecting people to be like, oh, thank goodness baseball's back. But people were just kind of like, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys get paid a lot. You went on strike. Okay. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll come back and watch baseball. Maybe I won't. I, I think that that kind of, from what I recall, you know, as a, as a teenager at the time, it kind of seemed like baseball took a while to recover um, after having that strike happen. And then you had, then it kind of re-energized people. I think when you had the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, Mm -hmm. but then that kind of soured when you found out that they had been taking these kind of performance enhancing things, not, they weren't illegal at the time, but you know, since then these, these supplements were deemed uh, illegal to the game of baseball. So, you know, I, you've got all these different, scandals that keep happening and and it's not necessarily gambling but you know it, it's something that just it tarnishes the reputation a little bit of the game yeah and we get funny about our games i'm just gonna say that and i yeah. mean you know i i'm sure that people would argue i, I mean you know i follow different sports than baseball and football i mean i watch more football than i guess the other but of the big three of baseball basketball and football um you know but it, but those are the big three for America, to the point that if you say that you watch something else, oh, well, that's just not a sport. And I've got friends that say, oh, well, soccer. You know, I've had friends say, soccer in this country, soccer is not a sport. It's what kids do before they start football. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think that. I don't feel that. But that's, you know, I'm just reporting the facts kind of thing, you know. And it, we just, I'm just going to say, we as a society just get funny about our games. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. You know, I mean, it's kind of like the opioid crisis that we find ourselves in. We can't seem to, you know, figure out one way up or down with that. But, oh, my God, performance enhancing drugs and football that you'd think you'd think like, you know, the world is coming to an end or performance enhancing drugs in, in baseball. The world is coming to an end. And not to say that it's not important to discuss those things and not important to 
deal with those things. I mean, I get it, but it's like, oh boy, that's huge. Well, what happened? Our game was messed with. You know what I'm saying? You yep. look at the controversy about the national anthem in the NFL. Now it's just like the thing that really got us upset. Our game was messed with. Yep. I, and it's I, and I, I'm being a little bit extra cynical here, and and I should you know we kind of need Dennis and Jeff as the counterpunch to that, but it's just like. Even in the way they depicted it in this movie, they people were upset that the fix was in. People, but I mean, my gosh, they still cheered those eight guys or seven guys, because um, wasn't the eighth guy someone on another team that was betting or something? There, there was a ninth guy. I think that was on another team. Yeah. But, but when the eight guys came in, I mean, they were still cheered in the courtroom. And they were found not guilty. Right. And you know, it was like it was just the vindictive uh, owners that were trying to get. But again, how were they portrayed? Well, the players, oh, well, you know, the players, they're good guys. Hey, but it's those those dastardly owners that are messing with them. Right. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we're perfectly fine sweeping under the rug when people, you know, people are beating on their girlfriends and all that kind of stuff. But my gosh, if the footballs weren't the appropriate inflated pressure, my gosh, that you'd think that was just the worst thing ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Priorities. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, and and there was a there was kind of a another level to what was going on with this scandal and this story, and 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 like I said before, I just have a cursory knowledge of the actual historical events that happened with this, and and obviously you know from the movie, some of this stuff may be made up, some may be taken from stories that people told that may not have been totally true, but you get the idea that you know these guys. I don't know whether it was in 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 revenge for not getting paid what they were supposed to get paid or their bonuses or or whatever it might have been um you know or or kind of the shady tactics of Comiskey you know where supposedly the uh, the one pitcher who said you know if you pitch uh you if you win 30 games you get this $10,000 bonus so as soon as you won 29 games I benched you for a couple weeks so you wouldn't get to the 30th um you know stuff like that if that kind of stuff really happened then not to say that they have a reason for doing something illegal, but you know, not that it makes it right. We'll put it that way. I can see the reason for doing it. That doesn't make it right. Um, but it's a little bit more sympathetic, I guess. And the same kind of idea, if the, um, you know, if, if once they really got into it, you know, some of these guys, I, th I think maybe uh, as I watch it from the movie perspective, not the historical one, cause I, I don't know any of these guys personally, cause they're all dead. Um, was from the movie perspective, I think some of these got it, guys got into it like, yeah, let's, we'll make a quick buck. Um, right. you know, we'll make up some of this money that they're not paying us and, uh, it, it'll be fine. Nobody's going to get hurt. It's gambling on sports. It's okay. Uh, not a big deal. And then all of a sudden, especially some of these, like these, these guys that were just kind of on the periphery of the whole thing, you know, they weren't the, uh, the chick kind of being the main character, the Michael Rooker's character, you know, he was kind of the main one pushing this whole thing. Um, but then you had the, the guys that were on the side, like the, uh, what was his name? Lefty Williams. Um, you know, he, he's at that one point where he's not a hundred percent sure if he's still totally into this. And then he has the guy approach him in the bar and he's like, Hey, isn't that your wife over there? <laughs> Tell you what, yeah. if you don't throw the game, she dies. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> that's, um, this is not just making a quick buck anymore. I mean, you've involved some powerful people that are going to be, you know, they, they probably have huge amounts of money for the time riding on these games and they're willing to kill your family if you don't go along with it. Right. 
that's a bigger deal. So, you know, that kind of stuff and, and, and not knowing the history, if that's, if that's a fictionalized part of it, then, then so be it. But, you know, it kind of, it kind of gives you the other side of the story. You know, maybe you, maybe you read about the, you know, courtroom stuff and you, you read about how horrible it is. These guys, you know, tried to throw games to win money on, on baseball or betting on baseball, that kind of stuff, like the Pete Rose type stuff. Um, but then you see the flip side of it. And it's like, well, some of these guys, maybe, maybe they, they got into it and they just didn't really know what was going to be involved. And then they got in so deep that they just had to keep going because otherwise they were going to get hurt or their family was going to get hurt. And, and if that's the case, then I don't know, maybe, maybe cut them a little bit of slack or, or maybe some of the, maybe some of the punishments were too harsh. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, in the years since then have been pushing to get the, uh, the, you know, their names reinstated so that they can be put into the hall of fame because they were such great players. Um, and I think from what I can tell from what I've been reading and, and watching the movie, it just seems like the guy that they had that kind of took over as the president of baseball. It just kind of sounds like he was a very much no nonsense, um, you know, I'm going to give you the harshest punishment possible because that's what you need to learn a lesson. Yeah. And I'm not putting up with anything else. So I'm going to punish you for this and you're going to be punished from now until the day you die. And that's going to teach everybody else that if they ever try to do this again, they get the exact same punishment. Right. So I, I, I any love of the game. No, <laughs> it, it clearly was yeah. not, uh, not invested in the baseball side of things, just invested in the, you know, these guys did it wrong and we need to, and even like, even like him. I mean, you know, you can't tell me that those owners were necessarily all going for the love of the game and the win and the buzz and all that. I mean, they were going for the money part of it. So it's right. You know, it's it's just it's just a very it's just a very interesting thing. You know, the way that whole sports phenomenon, you know, it's yes, it's a business. And yes, it employs lots of people from, you know. The folks that clean the stadiums right on up to, you know, the, the top paid players, but it's still, still in all is a, is a business controlled by the uber rich, you right. know, you know, it's, it's very hard to, it's very hard to have just a pure love of the game type of thing. Right. You know, and it, it goes both ways. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, and, and the way they portrayed Shoeless Joe, I mean, it wasn't just that he was illiterate. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed kind of thing. Right. You know, and now that seemed to be different than the way they portrayed him in Field of Dreams. So, again, mm -hmm. this is getting into what we talked about last week about, you know, the, with the NFL guy, you know, the um, the gray goat. The, uh, everybody's all American. It was yeah. like, you know, get these we, we want these players to go and do, you know basically play a kid's game, play it very well, distract us from our daily lives or give us the, something to cheer for. And all that's fine. I mean, that's good. But then it's like, we expect them to then it's like when, when the lights go out and they leave the stadium, it's like, well, we don't need to think of them as human beings. We don't need to care. We don't want that. Don't mess with our game. It's again, it's like the don't mess with our game. And so it, it, right. it just, I don't know. There, 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 I don't have any answers for it, but it's just, it's just a very interesting thing that we as a society love about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, I, I just, when people, oh, for the love of the game or pure sport or whatever, it's like, yeah, where's the pure love of the game? I mean, you'd, you'd, you have to go down to the kids just playing in the, you know, that do a pickup game of baseball the first day of summer break. That's the purest form of the game. You know, everything else, once money gets involved in business and 
it becomes business and entertainment and you know I don't know yeah. I don't have firm thoughts on it but it's just when I watched this movie it just seemed to be in full force wow this is it's it, it's quite a it's quite a thing that we have to contend with as a society and as an economy and everything with uh, sports yeah well and and two one part that um, was in the movie that I believe was also in real life was they when when the um, what was the guy's name was it uh, sporty sporty Sullivan mm-hmm. I think it was the one guy's name um, he has the he's given the forty thousand dollars I think it was by Rothstein. And he's like, yeah, that 40000 is for the players. And, and the rest, you know, you know what to do with that. And he takes that $40,000 that was supposed to go to the players. And I think what it was, he takes 10000 of that forty, and then hands that to his guy. And he's like, well, go divide that among the players. And then he takes the other 30000 of the forty that should have been divided among the players. And then he bets that himself. Right. You know, so it's like, you know... If if it was about the guys making a quick buck, then they're getting screwed over by pretty much everybody in this situation. And and the one thing I think in the movie that was a little hard to keep track of was who is it that's that's pushing? I, I kind of started to lose track of who's pushing this. Like it seemed like there's so many people, and, and maybe that's the point is that there's so many people trying to make money off of this that you almost couldn't help but have a fixed World Series. That if it wasn't the White Sox, then they were going to go get somebody. Um, you know, there was just a matter of time until you had some kind of major scandal like this, right? Because there were just so many people. It was it was uh, Christopher Lloyd's character. Um, it was the it was the sporty uh, Sullivan guy. It was the Rothstein guy. It was like all these different people are all trying to get some kind of fix in on the game yeah. to the point where you lose track of. I don't remember where this started. I don't remember who proposed the first thing was it the did the players i don't think it was the players that proposed it i think it was the the sullivan guy might have been one of the first people to propose it but it just seems like and, and what i've what i've been able to read just a, again a real kind of cursory examination of some of this stuff is it just seems like sports betting and i and no sports betting is still a big thing now but it just seemed like then it was just just out of control that it just right. was all over the place. And I think I read something at one point that it was like, if there was, if there was a game played that didn't have, you know, somebody throwing something or, or, or losing something on purpose or whatever that, you know, it would have been shocking if there wasn't somebody somewhere at that point in time. Cause I think they talked about, you know, a couple of the guys being former boxers, some of the betters, some of the gamblers being former boxers. And it's like, well, you know, you threw some matches or you did this and a, and it's just kind of like, a, well, everybody's doing it, yeah, kind of a thing. And it's just so pervasive that you know you almost couldn't help but have a scandal like this at some point. So, um, yeah. And I'm not enough of a, I'm not enough of a baseball fan. I, I I enjoy baseball. I watch baseball, but I'm not enough of a baseball fan to really be one of those people that's like, okay, they've you know these guys are dead. They've served their time. We need to reinstate their names so they can get into the Hall of Fame. I, I don't really have, you know, to use a betting metaphor, I don't really have a horse in that race. Right. So, you know, I, it doesn't really matter to me. Did they do something wrong? Yeah. Are they being punished too much for having done something wrong? I don't know. But I, I could just about guarantee that when the 100th anniversary of this comes up next year, I could just about guarantee that there's going to be baseball and White Sox fans who are going to want to push this again. 
Right. So my guess is we're this won't be the last that we hear of of the the Black Sox scandal and and I'm sure more stuff will will come up next year if if they get to the hundredth anniversary and people are like, no, we need to we want shoeless Joe Jackson in the Hall of Fame. We want these guys because they were great players. We want them in the Hall of Fame. We want to push to get their their names reinstated. And so I don't know. I, I, again, I'm not invested enough in it to really say one way or the other what I would care about and and what I would want them to decide. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I agree, and I I just come down on it's. I mean, yeah, not much to do about nothing because you know. Do you want? What, what kind of example do you want being set for kids and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yeah, I don't see players and this, I mean, I don't see them as role models that, oh my gosh, we've got to hold them on a highest esteem and by gosh, they messed with our game and let's just absolutely kill them. And blah, blah, blah. I, I just, it to me, it just keeps striking as much ado about nothing. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to say it, but that's where I'm coming from on it. It's like, yeah, I don't think we should treat these guys like, you know, like uh, 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 meat, you know, lambs to the slaughter and just let them. Yeah, I think we should treat them like human beings. And my gosh, take care of them in the concussion thing and taking care of them. And what do we do with athletes after they're out of the spotlight? And, you know, I think those are all very important things. But again, it just seems like this one's easy to argue about for people. So it just becomes a distraction from dealing with the real societal problems. Yeah. Whether Shoeless Joe and the rest of them make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame is not even a blip on my radar of concern about the world over. Right. But that just seems to be... There might be a few more important things going on that... Right. That's where that's where I come down on. So when I hear all that, it's kind of like, it's like, you know what, really guys, I mean, is this, is this what we got to focus on? Now, yeah. I mean, if that's what the discussion is, then okay, let's talk and all that and... and what kicks in is that I'm just not a baseball fan, mm-hmm. but you know, I, it, I, that that's what I struggle with is just so much emphasis being put on sports that, like you said, it's bound to have these things: the betting, yeah. the gambling, the, the the fact that this is like this is life. I mean, we're, we're kind of missing the big old, bigger world out there. Yeah. Well, and and this movie too. To to bring it back to this as a movie, a bunch of great actors in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, John Cusack. I mean, I'll pretty much watch anything with John Cusack in it. Um, John Mahoney, Michael Rooker, you know, a lot of these guys, um, you know, that we Charlie Sheen, a lot of these guys that we've seen in other places, just as much as I think the 1919 White Sox were kind of a superstar team. Um, you know, this, they, they got some pretty good actors to play the parts in this movie. So, I mean, that's that alone, whether or not you're a huge baseball fan or not, I think that's enough to draw people in to see this movie if you want to see a bunch of good actors together in a movie. Um, oh, yeah. 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 So great, great cast. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I love the music in it. I thought the traditional jazz, I really thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're looking at the scores on this movie. It was in the eighties for Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of movies that we go see and say, Hey, that was a great movie that are significantly less. Now I know Rotten Tomatoes is not the end all be all, right. but you know, it, 80 some percent for the critics, 80 some percent for the audience. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. And it's, a, it's a solid B for everybody. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, I think you can go away and be entertained. And I think that, yeah, everyone gets into sports. And so it'd be fun. And I really hope that maybe, you know, we can have a round two and have Mazuka and Matush discuss this. 
but you know, I think everyone wants to talk about sports and and all that. And then I think it also, again, it could be a conversation that we could take to the extremes of sports's place in society as a whole. And yeah. you know, where where's the value? Where's the okay? That's crossing the line. Let's get on with real life. You know, so. Well, I imagine this will come back up again, even if we don't talk about it in the near near future. I imagine this will come up again when we talk Field of Dreams next year. Sure, yeah, it's it's, it's got to come up, so we'll we'll bring it up again. Um, but in the meantime, if anybody listening to this is like, nope, I I love baseball history. I know all about this story. You guys are missing some stuff. You know, if you've got stuff that you want to share, please, 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 email, tweet. Um, call in. That's even better. Call into the voicemail line and let us know what you're thinking about it. Um, because we would love to hear, you know, we, you know, mm -hmm. if, if, if things had worked out to have either Jeff or, or Dennis on this episode, um, you know, loved, would have loved to have them on here. Cause I know they, they'll be a little bit more well-versed probably in some of this than we are. And, and they probably, um, maybe a little bit more opinionated on it than we are too. Um, so hopefully maybe we can get some of their feedback in sometime soon, but if not, we'll definitely be talking about this again when we get to field of dreams. Yes. At that point. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, really quick before we go is, uh, is this one, what is this one out of five for you out of five, um, Chicago style hot dogs? Uh, I, I don't know. I'd say four. It was a well done movie. Well acted. I, I mean, I, I really, I know when we talked about the one the, the one last week, we were saying, oh, it could have been better as like the miniseries and all this kind of stuff. But I thought the story fit well um, as a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say four out of five. I'm five. talking too much. Yeah, it's, it's a good, I mean, it's a good self-contained two-hour story. I don't, I didn't feel like I missed anything. You know, like we said last week, there were some things that we felt like the movie, you just kind of left hanging. Um, but I felt like everything that I needed to have wrapped up so that I understood the story and I you know, cared about the characters and everything else. I, I feel like that happened. So yeah, I, I think I'd also give this one a four out of five. And now I just yeah. am hungry for Chicago style hot dogs. Yeah. I'm yeah, I agree. Yeah. And well, notice this movie and the movie last week basically had portrayals of guys. I mean, now in this one, guys were trying to, you know, kind of game the system. But again, it was the players being taken advantage of by the powers that be. Yeah. So. Which I which I think, and I think we said this last week too. I think that's a really timely thing. If you know, if this is if, if we have stuff come up next year because it's the hundredth anniversary of this, um, and like we said for the Everybody's All American movie, um, it's all timely stuff. It's you you hear so much in the news right now about the aging athletes who are not being taken care of. Um, you know, and, and I think you can, I think you can say that about anybody who's aging, they don't have to be an athlete. Um, but I think some of the messages of this are people need to be taken better care of, or, you know, don't part of the message I got from this movie was just pay people what they deserve. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and in fact, that's a line from the movie. He's like, you know, I think it was Comiskey told, um, uh, was it Sakat? He said, you'll get paid what you deserve. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, no, hold on a minute. You you told him that if he won the 30 game, so he deserves the money. Deserve is not the right word. Right. Hey, John, you want to make this you want to make this podcast go another three hours? Dare I say that's where um, organized labor and players unions and things came about? Well, yes. <laughs> so we can. I, I, I know a few. I know a few friends. I know a few friends that are on the teachers union. We could get them pulled in here and start talking about that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, how how do you think about that Supreme Court decision this uh, <laughs> past couple weeks? Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, but it's not the 30-something legal podcast, so we'll skip that for now. But that, but that yeah. right so it, It's along the same lines. I, I, yeah, and I was thinking it when it came up. It was just like, you know, that's where the players' unions thing, as much as we, you know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. I'll just use, what was it, Jeff's favorite part or whose favorite part from Coming to America? Aha. Yep. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, but, again, if you have, if you are way more opinionated on this topic than we are, we would love to hear from you. Um, so, please, feel free. Call in. Uh, we'd love to hear on the voicemail line. If you have you call in, we'll play your uh, voicemail on the show, and then we can kind of comment back and forth on it. Um, we promise at least the two of us, Pat and I won't make fun of you. Um, so if that's something, if you're willing to, to record a voicemail and send that to us, we'd love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, any of those other ways, uh, email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of that other stuff, any ways that you like to communicate, we are available in those places. But if you go to three zero podcast.com, that's our website. The, you'll be able to find all the different ways to get in touch with us through that website. Um, in the meantime, our next episodes, I don't know what our next episode is going to be. Uh, we might even take a little bit of a, a one week or so break. Um, this episode will be coming out in the middle of when I am off traveling. And so I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of podcast editing at that point. So, um, the thought is that we will either maybe take a week off or we will try to throw in an Ant-Man and the Wasp episode. If we can get one in there, um, maybe a Jurassic Park episode before the end of the month. We'll just see how that goes. Um, at the very end of the month, though, we will be doing our double header of Tom Cruise movies. We'll be talking Rain Man and Cocktail. So that's coming up at the end of July. Otherwise, not 100% sure what's going to be happening in the middle of July at this point. But uh, we will keep you up to date either on the website or through Facebook, Twitter, one of those places. And we'll let you know how things are going. So, um, yeah, but we would love to hear from you. So please jump over to 30podcast.com and let us know how we're doing. If you agree, disagree. You know, any of the movies we talked about up to this point, um, please feel free to let us know uh, how you're feeling about them. If you've got your own thoughts and opinions, we would love to hear those. So, so Pat, thanks for joining me today. Hey, John, it was fun. So we will see you all back here again. Like I said, uh, probably maybe taking a, a tiny bit of a break for a week or so, and then back here at the end of the month, Rain Man and Cocktail in our Tom Cruise doubleheader. Um, so until then, thank you, Pat. And, uh, Go, go be excellent to each other first of all have an excellent mm -hmm. summer too um yeah. and uh, have an excellent rest of your july uh if we if we don't see you back here for a week or so and uh go watch some good movies in the meantime this is prime time to go watch some good movies so um probably what we're going to be doing no kid all right okay we will see you all back here next time bye now